Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oracle Wrestling School of Wrestling. I am here today, joined by Joe Holbert. <clears throat> Going to lay a few ground rules here. Some things that people, I think, should know. Serious things. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, this is a show designed to see things that people have never seen before, or at least matches of maybe some favorites they haven't seen before. A lot of old school wrestling, obviously, 80s, 70s, 90s. Um, uh, Lucha Libre, of course, is what we're doing tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll, we will tackle uh, battle arts, I think, at some point, probably, um, and other shoot-style promotions from Japan. We'll do 80s uh, Japanese wrestling, uh, you know, maybe maybe dive into some 2000 random indies wrestling, so on and so mm. forth. Um, <clears throat> the second thing is, I'm not here to convince everyone that these matches are good or great or whatever. Um Nobody uh, watching the show, nor Joe or whoever else is uh, joining me on this show. Uh, everyone is obviously free and 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 able to say this match fucking sucks or bored me or whatever or I don't get it. Uh, my goal is to not force people to uh, like something that they don't like, but it is my goal to introduce certain styles of wrestling and certain uh, historical. Uh, wrestlers and matches and uh, whatnot to folks who have not been exposed to that or to them. So that is the main goal of this show. Uh, but after I went on my spiel, putting myself over instead of uh, putting over the guest I have here, uh, we'll go ahead and do that now. I'm joined by Joe Holbert. Joe, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited by the fact that you impromptu introed this show. I'm slightly disappointed you didn't start with classes in session. Oh. Um, which was what I was going to lead with. Classes in session. I, I can't go. do Shane Douglas. I don't know. Um, but I'm excited, man. I mean, I we've actually talked about it a lot on the grin. I know nothing about Lucha. I've said this very consistently. And... Um, I had a lot of fun doing this. I mean, you said that at some point we're going to have some people on these shows that don't like these matches, but I actually thought, like, these three matches kind of objectively rocked, mm -hmm. which we'll get into. Before we do, Oracle, there's some good questions in the chat. So, Tope Suicida says, Oh, how? What's the punishment for not doing the homework? Asking for a friend. Uh, your least favorite wrestler? You'll have to watch three matches of and report back to me. No. My God. <laughs> <laughs> report back. <laughs> Uh, no, this is uh, uh, if, if you didn't watch the matches, no big deal. Uh, you can go and watch them on your own time uh, mm -hmm. later on after after the show. If you feel intrigued or interested by the conversation and discussion, you can yeah. very much do that. Um, so let's see. Uh, I like this one too. Any, any, yeah, any oh, yeah, absolutely. World, World Sports, I've seen tons of that. Uh, big, big Clive Myers fan, actually. My god, um, that'd be good. And, I'm also a big Jimmy Briggs fan, although his yeah, mm, he had some layers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's layers to that too. This is where um, if we if we edited these, we would cut to you moving Del Rio up the money in the bank board. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. 
it's easier for me to separate for me. Yeah. I understand why it's not for others. Um, but <laughs> today we're going to be talking about Lucha, old school Lucha. Um, I chose three matches, uh, three particular, the three sort of main broad styles of Lucha Libre, which are a Lucha, um, a Puestas match, also known as a hair versus hair or a mask versus mask, um, a Lucha title match, and a Lucha trios match. Um, we uh, dive way back into the 80s. Uh, as well as the mid '90s, we uh, tackle um, old EMLL before CMLL was a thing. Yes. Um, we also, of course, look at AAA during the height of AAA when it was very much one of the biggest promotions in the entire world mm-hmm. uh, at the time. So, uh, three matches we will be discussing this evening are uh, Sangri Shikana versus MS1 in a hair versus hair match from September 23rd, 1983. Then uh, I don't have my notes up, but you may have them, Joe. I should since I'm the host. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I want to know what the title, but they have all sorts of titles in Lucha, and it's quite honestly difficult to keep up with. Um, yes. Well, we, we title... go to September 84 after that, mm-hmm. don't we, Oracle? Yep. So. September 14th, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah. 1984, uh, yeah. El Satanico versus Gran Cochise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a title match. Uh, apologies for not uh, having my notes up because I'm. An Wasn't that for the talk. that man, Was that for the NWA middleweight or something? Wasn't it? Was it, it was, that? I, th- I believe it was a middleweight championship of subtype. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I believe so. And from March 17th, 1995, trios match. It's uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Octagon and El Hijo de Santo versus Blue Panther, Psychosis, and Fuerza Guerrera. Um, so this was just kind of a, I wanted to find three matches that sort of kind of gave a good look at the broad, like the three main broad Mm -hmm. styles that, that you often see, particularly in old Lucia from like the mid two thousands and before, because, and like a lot of wrestling, a lot of wrestling today is homogenized. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the same styles or, or the same sort of. The blended right? styles kind of wrestled throughout yeah. wrestling nowadays, which is unfortunate. Um, but it is what it is. It's not necessarily a total bad thing, but it's mm-hmm. um, there was a cool uniqueness and flavor to being able to look. And for example, like those nineties year books that came out many years ago or, or whatever, and right. look and see what was going on in Mexico, Japan, us, and see those different styles contrasting. Um yeah. But I, I just want to ask you first, Joe, what was your first kind of, um, just just in a broad sense, what what did you think of uh, old, old Lucha? Well, you've often warned me that there is a kind of hurdle to overcome as a new viewer that I would say I'm still in the midst of getting over. Because it, mm-hmm. there is just a difference in the whole vibe, and it takes some time. But, you know... It's the same with Japanese wrestling. I think it's a little bit of a bigger step. It's just a lot of us are more... Um, frankly, American wrestling for the last 20 years has hosted many more love letters to Japanese wrestling than it has Lucha. So I think mm-hmm. in some ways, fans today watch like modern New Japan and it's like I'm watching Ring of Honor or something, right? In a, in yeah. a strange way. Um, classic Lucha, you're going you're gonna to have to kind of adjust. And 
obviously there are there are just you know natural hurdles there. What I really try to lock in on because it's what you'd explained it to me many many months ago when you first came on the grin and what you did here was the stylistic differences. Um, when we go through them, I don't think you'll be particularly surprised mm-hmm. at the ones that pre- I preferred. Mm-hmm. But there is a clear line in terms of this is you know the bloodbath so to speak. This is the more um, uh, spot oriented, I guess would be the best way to put right. it. So, and I think in future, because this is volume one, I think we should try and keep that template because I think it's effective in that way, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, mate, I was actually surprised how much I liked the matches, especially the middle one, which I was slightly concerned about on length, you know, mm-hmm. which we'll get right. to. But I, I enjoyed all three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of the things, and it's hard to describe, but I, after you just, I know it's only a small sample size that you've seen, but. Yeah. One of the things about Lucha, particularly with the title match and even the Apuestas match, mm-hmm. which again, folks, Apuestas is basically a um, stakes match. Yeah. Um, hair versus hair, mask versus mask, so mask versus hair. So when I say Apuestas, that's what that means. Um, you know, there's there's a t- there's a certain pace, yeah, and almost a rhythm, right? That's very unique to classic Lucha. Mm-hmm. It's not like Unless it's a trios match, which very much has like a go 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 type of deal, right? Yeah. And not n- not necessarily like a go 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 you would think of, but lots of moving parts, lots of you know action. There's a certain rhythm and pace you have to sort of adjust yourself to, right? Like when you're watching these mm-hmm. matches, particularly with the title matches, um, yeah. And, and, and it can be very, and it can be, and it can, and this is kind of an extreme word, but it can be. It can be grueling to try and watch that, it especially with like, grainy video and stuff. You know, it's. it's I don't know this will make sense to you, but. It felt to me like the action would often like reset mm-hmm. in like a kind of formal way. Like they'd run a sequence. This was very nice in the title match. I thought they'd run a sequence, and then they'd kind of you know the, the, we always, I always called it the Rob Van Dam Jerry Lindy. Obviously, this is a decade prior to that, but you know the big stand. And it would they would reset as though it was a new match, right. which really took me some um, getting used to within that match. I must say, like it did feel at times like you was watching. Um, and I really like the match, but it, it, at times it felt like you were watching different disconnected pieces to me. Because I guess right. I'm not used to the pacing and the rhythm, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, you know? Right, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, there are certain sort of things that one, and well, we've, we've talked about the pace and the rhythm, but there I am looking at the sky again. People probably wonder, what's up there at the sky? What's so interesting? Um, it's your notes, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I taped them up on my ceiling. Um, but as I'm trying to pull up PWO here to get actual notes. Um, but <clears throat> I'm a very memory laden person. So I like to use mm-hmm. that instead because I don't, yeah. but I do need to pull up notes. Um, the referees are difficult to deal with in a way, because of their cadence and the way that they count. Mm-hmm. Um, did that did, did that did that bother you in any way? Well, it was something I went in expecting, which I think kind of undercut the issue because mm-hmm. I know it's a thing. The complete inconsistency from one referee to another is incredible. <laughs> and I yeah. like, so, am I right in saying that sometimes it's like part of the show that like some referees are kind of you know not to be trusted and such? Because I've seen well, like in the know, AAA trios, and we'll, and we'll get and folks yeah. are kind of jumping around here. We'll we'll we'll, we'll cover dive match yeah. more in depth, but. Triple A trios. It was Tarantes, which I believe was a, I believe he was the heel ref. I can't or the or the Rudo, right? Which is a key word here. The Rudo is the heel, but they're not mm-hmm. necessarily the what you would. They're just cheaters, but they're typically more flash, yeah. like they're flashy in terms of 
you know, they stooge, they cheat, mm -hmm. they yeah. go for fouls, which is a low blow. Mm -hmm. um, that's a Rudo or heel. And then there's a Technico, right. a little bit more flashy, a little bit more, you know, you know, they abide by the rules. They're obviously the baby faces, but it's not as clear as it no. would be in the States. No. Um, it's slightly different, definitely. I mean, it's, I think, especially in the can, first. You can have a very popular Rudo. Rudos can be yeah. very popular. You can have you can have Technicos that people don't like, you know, don't like mm -hmm. as much as a Rudo, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I did think in the, the, the third match and the first match especially, I did think the roles were quite defined, though. Now, right. oh, yeah. I read oh, your oh, notes, sure. and I'm aware that Shikana wasn't, he was more just a star rather than being one right. lane or the other. He just feuded with right. top. But MS1 is a Rudo, brother. That dude yeah. is like, <laughs> he is. And, 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 there, and there's no mistake in Farza Guerrero. You, <laughs> oh, you know he's Farza fabulous. Rudo, incredible. Yeah, he's amazing um, that match, brother. And we'll get to it. But, but yeah. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull up these, um, give myself a little bit of. Uh, these notes up here uh fill yeah. in fill in some 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 uh drivel here joe while i'm pulling up these yeah. little history lessons that's fine um i was actually a little bit worried about that part about because i'm aware of obviously rudo technico but i was kind of concerned that um as someone who really likes those kind of clear lines narrative wise mm -hmm. i was worried they wouldn't be as present but i actually thought especially again in the first and the third match i thought they very much were the third one is like was very um, kind of something that was very much I was used to in that sense, you know. Right. Um, MS One is just so great as the the antagonist in the first. Oh, and, he's, and he's and he ends up and he's of course in one of the great trios teams of all time, uh, Los Infernales, with mm -hmm. um, El Satanico and Ferrata Morgan, I believe. Uh, he's with those with those with those two is that guys after this. Um. Or around the same time, I would. I believe it's around the same time, or, or maybe shortly after. I believe. I believe he's in that trios group. I, I could be wrong. I'd have right. to investigate that further, but I'm almost positive he's in that. Um, and that's like one of the great trios group. And and once we get to some more volumes of, of Lucha, we'll, right. we'll probably cover some of their trios matches, which are outstanding. But um, so for the first match, we're going to talk about uh, uh, MS1 versus Sangri Shikana from September 23rd, 1983. And the uh, Lucha of Places match, which is hair versus hair, this time. Um, just just a little bit of background from from the notes that I gave Joe, and I'm gonna try yes. to summarize these a little bit uh, for for folks who uh, can't get that because there's some access issues with these with these notes. Um, so MS1 essentially used to be a mask Rudo, which is very common. Um, he lost his mask um, in July of '82, and he became kind of a very popular Rudo because of his hairdo and, and the ladies were very, he was very popular with them. Um, you know, the blonde hair, um, Shikana was a major baby face or, you know, basically, mm -hmm. uh, was a huge draw, um, all over Mexico was, was basically a journeyman, uh, in a lot of ways. And that the interesting thing is here on these notes, it says that he was, it was actually, kind of debatable whether he was a Technico or Rudo. It wasn't really... He just feuded with, like, just, right, just rivalries, right. basically, He right? just basically feuded yeah. with whoever. Um, so, uh, Shikana was very much a journeyman at the time, one of the bigger stars in Mexico in, in the early 80s. Um, What's and, interesting uh, is, watching this, and or I don't know if you've seen more, but watching this match, he feels like a pure, you know, babyface, right? Oh, absolutely. Like he, absolutely. He's like, 
heroic here. So it's interesting to imagine what he was like when he was kind of leaning the other way in other feuds. Right. You know? Absolutely. He definitely felt like just total baby face here. Um, yeah. and, and that probably points to his drawing power too. And yeah. it says an interesting note here. Uh, the match did so well that they ran it. And I've seen this match, which is very good too. They ran it as the main event of the following year's anniversary show. There you go. Um, so the, the 84 um, EMLO anniversary show at the time was uh Sanguish Connor versus MS1. And a pro- I believe it was another places match. If I'm not mistaken. This has got some like match of the decade love, right? Oh in, yeah, in- this is this is, um, and yeah, this was uh, just 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 do a quick summarize. Um, total bloodbath, um, mm-hmm. but I I I, I want Joe I, I I want your thoughts on this match. Uh, just just kind of in general. Um, yeah, what do you think of it? Well, I think it was my favorite of the matches. I'll, I'll lead with that. Um, I'm maybe not quite to your level, but I am a big proponent of blood. We get in about 15 seconds here. Um, he cuts, <laughs> MS1 cuts him off and immediately busts him open on the outside. And there's this incredible sequence on the outside where, like, the referee's backing him off and he's just, like, circling and stomping on on Shikana's head. And, dude, it's, like, graphic. And immediately Shikana is doing, like, the big-time sell where he's, like, fuck, the blood is, is um is graphic. Mm-hmm. And um, they do a really smart job. I think the best of these three matches by far in terms of the falls format. Mm-hmm. This is kind of genius the way they do this. Not kind of. This is genius in a lot of ways. And and because, and, 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 and real quick to, and, and real quick to interrupt, which is hilarious yeah. that I forgot to mention it because I'm so used to it now. Lucha. The key is ninety percent of the matches are two out of three falls. Right. Yeah. So there's three falls here. Mm-hmm. All, all three of these matches have three falls. That's that's key, and that and for some people that could be difficult, um, particularly right. with the pace of the falls. But just 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 take note of that. Um, and and I also want to quickly mention that a lot of times the first fall will go quickly no matter what match, mm-hmm. and then uh, all the title match first falls can last a while, and then a lot of times the second fall will be kind of sometimes that'll be super quick or a little bit longer, and then third usually pretty epic. This was um, the match that I thought used that in a way that was least jarring because right. what it basically did was it used the falls as transition points. Mm-hmm. So he's putting the, he put the boots to my outside and he finally gets in the ring and almost immediately MS one goes up to hit this be honest, a pretty wild splash. That dude covers some ground with that thing, right? Yeah. Pins him for the first fall. So basically it isn't the perfect way to describe it, but effectively you had an early heat and that was the fall basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Shikana is just selling, right? And I think he's back on the outside because he's, you know, he's messed up and they're resetting things. And like the place comes up with those booming chants. And it's mm-hmm. like, Tikana. Yeah. And it has this, yeah. this same sort of cinematic about the way it feels. And they're, they're waiting and waiting for this comeback. And it's like, it's as simple as MS1 throws a punch, misses, oh. big looping left shot from Shikana, and the place comes up. He hits another one, follows a big dive. Suddenly it's one each because he gets the count out fall, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, in a lot of ways, they reach the third and deciding fall while just setting the stage for it. And we'll right. talk about the third fall in a second because I do think it's an interesting part of the discussion. But what do you think structurally? Like, this, is this rare or am I over, overcompensating? It, it felt very impressive to me in that sense. Oh, this is this is pretty common, especially for a bigger places right. match. There you go. Um, and a lot of times, like... You get so used to this sort of U.S. traditional style of 
babyface shine, although they don't do it as frequently as they did, you know, yeah. in, in, a, in a classic sense. Because it's in a places match, it's about survival. Mm. And think about it from a structural standpoint and from a psychological standpoint. It makes more sense for the babyface or, or Technico or whatever yeah. to go to fall behind quickly and fly out hill and yeah. have to fight it because it's a survival. And you can see that in the near falls, which we'll talk about in the third fall. Mm-hmm. The near falls are not as dramatic as they were in the, or as they were in the title match. Right. Because in an Oasis match, I, I, this is, this is my own read on it, but it's about surviving and keeping your hair, keeping your mask mm-hmm. than it is, you know, it's more about playing defense and surviving. Whereas in a title match, you're trying to win a title. Right, that's interesting. Um, it's 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 a different sort of philosophy and a little bit the psychology is it's it's a fine line, but there's a little bit of a of a tilt towards that word does come about. through here though, right? I mean the third fall is dramatic and I say that kind of reluctantly because I know that word immediately makes people think of like theatrics, but I mean mm-hmm. dramatic in the sense that it frankly feels like a fight to the death. I mean mm-hmm. they are believe because it's worth noting after oh, the, the dog guys are just yeah. completely MS one gets a horrible right. gusher maybe even and, worse than chicanas and he's like reeling and it's look there's some things that are universal in wrestling it's one of the things i love about like you sell differently right like ms1 sell is much more i'm in trouble now come up in mm-hmm. time whereas you know chicana is the heroic fighting it is and that's just wrestling to me it can't be overstated dude it must be like your ideal wrestling the visual of the blood on the canvas is oh. in it's like a horror movie scene bro oh. it's nuts isn't it oh they're, they're bleeding everywhere man yeah. like <laughs> it's it's completely like it's it's insane um it and just just to point back at the and that second fall it's one of the great moments in a match ever for me when shikana gets that first punch because my god does he throw a haymaker holy mm-hmm. shit he yeah. connects like he, and he's like it's one of those where he's like, because he's got distance, right? And he mm-hmm. just throws it and he connects it right in the side of the face. It's just his selling too. She's kind of selling is, if you watch more of his stuff, he's 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 got yeah. he's one of the all time great sellers ever. Like you could feel it here, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, there's like a there's a desperation to the sell here, right? It's right. like noticeable, right? Yeah, it was it was great, man. The way they came up for that that left hand was like. That's magic, isn't it? Like that that yeah. speaks again. I, I know yeah. nothing about the the genre, but my god, that's that's magic. Um, yeah. Where do you stand on the third fall? I like it. I don't know if it was as focused as I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. in the sense that you can feel it and it's dramatic, and I was into it. But right when I'm looking, you know, again, let me be clear, folks. I have no context beyond Oracle gave me, but you know, when you talk about match of the decade level, which is what I read mm-hmm. online. I was wondering, like, am I missing something with this third fall? Where do you stand right. on it? I have interest. I like it quite a bit because with with the third fall, like it's very back and forth, right? Like there's a yeah. lot of tilting back and forth, and that's that's it's more about stylistic than I think than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't quite have the clean structure as the first two falls do. Yeah. So so they kind of go back and forth. But it's it's a way it's very much done that way because when you know within a places match it's always about you know 
you know, but then, you know, their hair's on the line. So you, 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 you kind of want to give both guys like yeah. yeah, that sort of moment of like, uh, he might be done here. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there's a spot where there's a missed dive, which is just incredible. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's the highlight of the third fall. She kind of dodges, right? Uh, um, is, is it right? Yeah. She kind of dodges yeah. and like holds the post, like just escape, you know? God, it was incredible. <laughs> yeah. And then after he does it, he like goes to the post and he like looks at the people like, oh, I've got him. That's great. I, that was one of the things I kind of want him to have. Comeback's the wrong word, but I wanted him to have like a more sustained sure. rally. But yeah. yeah, that's a little thing. That yeah. that's not that common in Lucha. Yeah, um, which is where an adjustment will, you know, mm-hmm. if, if if you're willing to make it, will 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 have to be made because I mean, that's not always, but it's usually like it's more about like if you watch enough, you can see certain moves and holds and stuff like that are, are critical. Yeah, and it's about like it's more about like. You know, MS1 goes up too many times for the splashes. Mm-hmm. That's what cost him. Yeah. More, more so than Chicana makes a big comeback. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's, about, it's almost like it's almost like chess almost. Right. It's like if, if you make a one bad move, that's what causes you. Like, mm-hmm. And that's kind of the same for title matches. But and, and it's, it's it, I mean, I'm kind of thinking on the fly here, but I, I think that's kind of. Oh, that's definitely. In I the think match. that's kind of the approach here. That's definitely a thing in the match because that's yeah. the finish, right? The finish is he goes for the big one off the, off the top and mm-hmm. he moves and they go to submission. That's 100% something that we're going for. I just don't think I was ready for that to be present sure. in this kind sure. of match. It's, like, it's, it's, you know, it's abrupt, right? At first, yeah. something like that. It, it, there's there's an abruptness to it that's kind of hard to mm-hmm. – uh, you know, at first you're kind of like, oh, man, like great match, but I, I kind of wish you kind of had that, you know, kind of baby face right. – Phil, but you know it's it's difficult when you when they're when that face hill alignment isn't isn't clean cut at the same time. Yeah. I agree. I think the thing I took from this most was the selling mm-hmm. on both sides and the way that they they overlapped in the way they sold, but with great contrast in the personality behind it. Right. I personally, I think some of you guys, if you watch this match, may find it exhausting. But yeah. I oh, love yeah. the way they sold the bleeding, the way they were taken, mm-hmm. they were kneeling. And, it felt like they were struggling for their balance, dude. And it's like, yeah, well, oh, look yeah. at the map. It, felt, it felt more authentic and real and earned than say, and I'm going to be, uh, than say like Triple H and Sean going 47 on the cell, right? Yes. Like this felt like an actual fight, and you, and you can believe that they're selling and 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 yeah, like you well, because you buy that. Basically, the way it was set up was that MS1 had set the level of violence to such a degree that he thought he'd be home and dry. But Shikana mm-hmm. rallied, and next thing you know, they're both on their last health bar, so to speak, right? right? And it's like right. you can't, you know, they're not going to go in there and trade kind of these big moves at that point. I mean, the dives are desperation moves. They mm-hmm. are. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great, man. I, I really did love the match. It was my favorite, honestly, by distance. Without context, I would struggle to obviously say, you know, match of the decade. You need a certain right. amount of right um, understanding. Exactly. And, and it, you would have to watch at least a large handful of other Lucha matches right. and uh, – Everything else. I could tell watching this how great both guys were because of mm-hmm. just how seamlessly it was right. a really perfect match. Right and again, I was amazed when I read that. I was like, this dude's not a, a technical, he's like a pure baby face to me. The way he was firing yeah. up and getting the people. Right. I was a great baby face performance. So no, the match is great. So uh yeah, I loved the first one. I did. There you go. There you go. Um 
Let's see and find my notes for the or the notes for the second match here. It's yep. a little bit longer. It's it'll be harder to summarize. Um very different, as we said earlier. Very, very yes. different. Yes. Right? So the next is going to be the Lucha title match uh between El Satanico and who is considered, by the way, to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time um mm-hmm. in the ring. Um more of a bubble. Like if, if you're in like the message board bubble, he's very much yes. commonly known as 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 one of the 10 or 12 luchadors roughly that are, that are in the discussion of the greatest of all time. Um, and uh, his opponent is Gran Cochise. Let's see here. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I got some stuff. So I, I re- there you go. In the okay. notes you gave me, um, Cochise said he had the native American gimmick, right? Mm-hmm. Which yep. was common. <laughs> In in the scene at that time, which is yeah. amazing for a range of reasons, which, which can make sense. I mean, you know, you know, yeah. it's a large Native American culture in Mexico, right? It's just um, maybe it not. It's more of an, um, you know, that kind of gimmicks more Americanized. But that's why that's why it amazed me. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing too about Kachise was that he was not so much a guy who had a plethora of title reigns, or he was more of like a kind of rough physical fighter who the people mm-hmm. respect often in blood feuds and rather than kind of a a um a guy of a collection of title rings that makes sense that's right. the stuff that i noted from the notes you gave me uh-huh. i don't know if there's anything else you'd like to touch on before we get to the match what do you think uh yeah so um i mean basically uh Saitonico is one of the biggest pretty much one of the biggest stars in mexico at the time mm-hmm. um And weirdly enough, this is he was actually sort of getting phased out around this time, it says. My God. Um, and he became more heavily involved in trios wrestling, which is uh, the group I kind of mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets more into blood feuds later on. Um, and presumably it was to push the more younger workers. Because um, mm-hmm. was, I mean, he's probably in his late 70s now. Yeah. You know, or somewhere around them. He's he's not. You know, I mean, he's he's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was wrestling just five six years ago and was still pretty good. Still oh throw a great right hand. Um, that rules. But well, these these legends, you know, these these legends from Mexico and and Japan, they're 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 never. There are a few of them, but they're never terrible. You know, mm-hmm. they, they always go in there and do their. Yeah. You know, I mean, even Fujiwara had like one of the allegedly one of the best matches of the year this year. Yeah. So. You know, I actually um, saw that. that was, was quite it, the deal. Was it good? Yeah, it was awesome. You have to obviously, you know, the, you have to watch it for right. a certain lens, but it, it ruled. Right. Um, right. This match is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like it, but interesting is still the word I would lead with. There are things in this match that I'll be completely transparent. You would not have been able to convince me what happened in 1984. There is some stuff in this match that is like 2022 television sequences. Mm-hmm. And the mat wrestling is like oh, it's it's gorgeous. art. It's art, dude. Yeah, it is. It's honestly beautiful to watch. But there is a clear thing, and this is what I think is really interesting about doing this kind of stuff is legitimately the mat wrestling is at a level that like you just you there's like a couple guys in the world that do it now, right? Like it's so mm-hmm. seamless in the way they transition. Mm-hmm. When they get up and start doing like the flowing sequences, it's like watching the modern style in its very early form to me. Right. In the sense that, like, I can't fathom how ahead of its time this probably was in 84. 
Because yeah. again, in concept, they're doing stuff that guys do today. But you can see it's got a certain like um it doesn't quite flow as I'm used to because it's fucking insane they're doing it then. Right. Does that make sense? When they get to the mat and they're like locked in, that stuff looks unbelievable. Um a couple of things about this match that kind of frustrated me was so they start with that awesome sequence, right? Where Satanica has his back and Kachisa is like fighting for the arm and they keep mm-hmm. spinning around. It's such a cool sequence. And um you know, they do a couple of those aforementioned Jerry Lynn, Bob Van Dam videos with, you know, the big stare off, which right. pops me. Um, I did one after like a couple of monkey flips, which again, I was like, holy shit, stuff yeah. amazed me. The one thing that frustrated me about this match was in the first fall, Satanico, um, you know, gets success with the arm, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's that great moment in the second fall where Kachisa gets the arm, he gets, fires back and retaliates and gets Satanico's arm. And it felt like that part of the match was kind of forgotten until the finish. And it bummed me mm. out because yeah. that was really when he turns it and and, and um goes right. after Satanico's arm, I was like, oh, it was awesome. And they kind of went away from it and just like resetting and doing more like sequences, which is cool. Right. It, it kind of frustrated me. Am I do you get what I mean by that, Oracle? It was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. it's it just like two different ideas at once. It's, it's just it's I don't even know how to describe it because it's just it's just part of the it's almost like a a lot of it has to do with just especially with like the sequences where they're like doing the RVD lens stuff. Yeah. It's similar, but it's more yeah. about like kind of showing what you can do. Right. And there's, there's there's a level of flaunting involved in Lucha. Um and that's that's pretty common in title matches, like even with the mat work. But you're right about that. Yeah, they, they, you know, they they definitely sort of left the arm work sort of vacant mm-hmm. for a while uh, until the end. Um, but it's not it's not really Lucha's not really a style that totally focuses on limb work. I mean, they there's matches that do focus on that, but they're it's not so much. It's more of yeah. a the all encompassing sort of. Mm-hmm match itself it's not necessarily like right yeah that's my like yeah. mm-hmm. my brain yeah. Trying. yeah it's it's really kind of retraining yourself in a way yeah because um, there's a great not, moment where not um, say that it's not say that it's an invalid criticism because i think it is it's just you kind no, of have to different. yeah right right you kind of have to just take like at one point um satanico like blocks an elbow drop mm-hmm. and like pops himself with it and taunts and i was like oh my god that rules and then like five seconds later, they were going, they were just resting again. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man. Yeah. And that's where you kind yeah. of have to, as you right. said, retrain yourself is important. Right. But there's some gorgeous stuff this match. Man, this, the this stuff, was, let me tell you, dude, this is like the surface. Gift work. Like, brother. it was gift I mean, work. this has some wonderful mat work and some of the best, but like the stuff they're doing, yeah. it's like, it's mind blowing. There's a bit, uh, what was it? Was it, I can't remember who it was, but didn't Kochise have like Satanico on some sort of like, crucifix inverted crucifix at yeah, some point yeah, yeah, yeah. totally insane yeah like the stuff they were doing and this the way that they were countering was so seamless oh. and smooth and just it's just it's remarkable to watch to watch really i mean it's just like that's why when i say like and the same goes for british you know world of sport which has just wonderful mat work too mm-hmm. you know you know probably a little bit more flashy than even here right you know yeah. in, in a lot of ways but like when I think of good mat wrestlers, I think of three styles. I think of lucha. I think of like the British world of sport, and I think of Japanese shoot style. 
Mm-hmm. So no, I well fourth would be seventy styles mat like 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 seventy style mat work. I I, I like you know kind of like Terry and and, and Jumbo. Yeah, um, yeah. that's that's really really good. Um, yeah. but if people are like this guy's good in the mat, I'm like. It's tough, like, because uh, you, you you kind of tell. I, I think you can kind of just see from this one match. Somebody's like, "This guy's good on the mat." I'm who like, would you say for someone that's watching this match and watch the matches? Who would you say today was like most comparable to what these guys were doing here? Where it was like they were like flowing, you know? Uh, Claudio and Brian could both do it. Yeah, Claudio and Danielson. Am I right in saying Gresh did a lot of work in Mexico? Yeah, yeah. Gresh Gresh could probably do it, you know, pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. Those guys. Yeah, um, Cla- Claudio stands out because you know he was you know wrestling with a lot of luchadors in in uh, Shikara, and he just yeah you can tell that dude knows how to work the mat like yeah yeah that's interesting. Course, Danielson, I mean Danielson knows how to do basically, Danielson's Danielson yeah. <laughs> but yeah like, but, you know there's there's but there there really is not very many like yeah it was man it was striking that how fluid it was so uh, mm-hmm. where did this match kind of stack up for you in terms of you know compared to the Compared to the others, this this particular title match, um, I like this match a whole lot. In some ways, it might be my favorite. Although the bloodbath probably is one, you know, because yeah. it's just the blood and just rules. <laughs> I just, it's just you can't look away because it's just so mesmerizing to watch them do their stuff. Like, it's just it's just so impressive and like, I and, agree. and honestly, even even with their flaws, like they do a really good job of like building the near falls and there's some good near falls at the end mm-hmm. and like. Uh, the finish is really good. Like I, I, I like that that submission or whatever was. Oh, like, it was amazing! Was and it wild. was in that stretch. Satanico is almost he like a counter wrestler, right? Like he mm-hmm. keeps snatching these counters, and that's the finish, right? Is he? Right. It's a pin, and he snatches, gets the arms, and mm-hmm. um, counter wrestling is very critical. It's that's that's another thing. It's like it's not yeah. so much about like working limbs. It's about making the counters, making the right moves. Mm-hmm. Like it's really it really is like a chess chess. You felt chess that match here, in yeah. a lot of ways. Now I have to ask the crowd here. Mm-hmm. The match one and three had very palpable heat. Mm-hmm. Is that a fact of it was just not that night here, or was it because it, this is that kind of match? Because they wasn't the same here, were they? You know, uh, it's partly to do with the match. Just like title match is more about like you kind of sit and like. Mm-hmm. Sort of watch them sort of do their thing, and yeah. and then when you know the third fall, the crowd sort of naturally gets hotter. Um, yeah, you can tell they that, go hot. That's yeah. typically pretty common, unless it's like a really heated. But usually, if it's really heated, it's going to be in a place match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's going to be hair versus hair or, or whatever. That makes sense. Um, there you go. Grish said to Jeremy Lambert. Jeremy Lambert. There you go. Broadcast journalist. But Lucha. Is his secondary style? There you go. And a couple of questions here. I think I know the answer. To this. You're not locked in on any of this. No, no, not currently. We should do like because I'm really intrigued by over at Wrestle Purious, Like a lot of our team is really into the non, I guess non mainstream would be the way for like the mm-hmm. Puro scene. And like I'll be real, bro. I haven't seen any of that stuff. You know, like when I right. read about Akiyama still having killer matches, it's like, well, I guess I should watch yeah. this. So, so. Oh, Akiyama's. He's unbelievable. He was one of the best wrestlers in the world in 2012-2013. I had him like top 10 both those he, years. Even then, he's that like was 10 years ago. Yeah. Of course, he was like, you know, 46 then. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even now, he's like, well, he's probably, he's probably, he's probably 42 or 43. Yeah, because he's early 50s now, right? Early yeah, he's, God, he's incredible. Yeah, great, great. He had, like one of the, he had like the best rookie match ever, too. I'm actually intrigued. Um, 
if you DM us, like, DM me on the Patreon thing, like, a couple kind of cool alternative modern Puro matches, I'm intrigued to kind of explore those because I don't see any of it. At worst, I'll review it solo, but if I think it'll pop um, Oracle, then I'll send these way because I think this has been a common thing, right? People have kind of lost mm -hmm. their way with New Japan and they've explored elsewhere. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's interesting. Well, I'm, you know, that wouldn't be a school of wrestling things, so to speak, but I think Oracle and I always down for just doing weird shit on random nights. Sure. So, um, <laughs> yeah, if you've got any ideas, I'm intrigued by that. Right, anything else on the second one, which, again, I, I completely get what you said might be your favourite because it's, you know, oh, it is pretty uh, it's beautiful no, that's, uh, Not really. It, just, it was just a... Honestly, a wonderful match would be the like mm -hmm. the word. It was just like it was one. Yeah. It was like a wonder almost. Yeah, um, absolutely. I'm. I have to say, Kachise was the guy who, who like, got my attention here. Okay. Weirdly yeah. enough, mm -hmm. like when you said that, like I, I, I was aware of Satanico being like a name. You know, I was familiar with it, mm -hmm. but I actually was. It was his performance that really popped me here. Um, right. Both guys were great. Obviously, it's just. It was, yeah, I'm with you. Wonderful is the right word for it. The, if you've not seen any of these matches and you're interested, the length probably makes this the one that's less like... Title matches are going to be really challenging for, for people, and that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. They're all long. Yeah. Two out of three yeah. falls. They're all like 25 minutes. To mm -hmm. They're all like 20 to 40 minutes, basically. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's probably not... The, if you want to watch one of these, I would say pick between the like kind of thrilling trios and the the bloodbath but mm -hmm. if you really want to explore it i think this match is very much worth your time so uh, there you go right oracle let's go to the the third match pal the the aforementioned trios one let's get into it yeah, let's do it um triple a 1995 one of the hottest promotions in the world at the time maybe the hottest march 17th 1995 ray mysterio jr octagon and alhiza de santo Versus Blue Panther, Psychosis, and Fuerza Guerrera. What a lineup. Uh, Joe, your initial thoughts. This was the one that I um, that, like, I thought I would like the most because it's the most mm -hmm. kind of easy to like see on the list for me and be like, oh my God, you know, because it's, it's obvious, it's easy. Hilariously, this was the match I liked least <laughs> and I still liked it a lot because it... Right. Partly because it was familiar, mm -hmm. so it was less like fun for me. If that makes sense, like obviously it's great to watch Ray and Psych work, but like it's not. There's something novel about the other two because I was entering a completely unknown world. So that's you know that's a little thing, but the the biggest thing for me here, and we'll get into it in more detail. Psychosis takes some of the most outrageous bumps in this match. They range from being like ridiculous like the one when he takes a bump in the ring based on like the impact of a move that happens which is unbelievable mm -hmm. he takes multiple bumps to the floor he does one into like the guard row because <laughs> Carrera like when he gets out of the ring hits his leg I think was the idea and he mm -hmm. goes flying he was out of his mind here dude like I forget oh dude Ray hits crazy. the um spring uh, hits the freaking <laughs> springboard Rana beautifully yeah. springboard Frankenstein on the floor yeah, yeah, that looked dangerous because his head. Remember his head, like and, yeah, because you know, there was so much tight space. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a blast, though, for sure. If if, if you notice, um, this is very common trios. You pair up with a person you're shooting with. That was very obvious. Yeah, very and, much. So. You know, Ray and Psychosis, mm -hmm. Panther and 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 uh, 
Santo. And, yeah. And uh, Fuarza and Octagon. Which Fuarza felt like was the, incredible on in this. What did you, yeah. you think of his stick? Well, I thought their their rivalry, their conflict was kind of the centerpiece of the match. It was. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had some incredible touches. Like the deal when he like led them, he opened the match by like seeking a handshake and was like chasing him around and then... And then later he got poor Ray, who at the time is like oh, kissed 19. him in the head and slapped him. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, that was incredible. <laughs> like fucking Michael Colleone or some shit. <laughs> he would kiss on the forehead and slap him across the face, and there's like this exhale in the crowd. Like, oh, there's he also was, the great uh, spot incredible. where he pretends that he got low, low blow. blow. Yeah, yeah, low <laughs> blow spot was amazing. Um, incredible. He uh, kind of stole the show in that regard, honestly. Yeah, and His you know, stick I think that, amazing. Yeah, the finish obviously is very much about you know his deal with. Um, with Octagon Runner, he take he undoes the mask and then eventually mm-hmm. it, it comes back the other way and that's yeah. they kind of go to the finish. But yeah, he's kind of um shenanigans alongside Sykes bumping were my two favorite parts of this match. Right. I want to stress I really enjoyed this match. It was just more familiar, right. mm-hmm. which made it like I'll remember this less than the others because it's it felt like saying I was more kind of used to in a weird way. Um right. but there was a lot of crazy stuff, man. I mean, I will say and they're kind of the like they're less in the match, right? Santo and, mm-hmm. and Blue Panther. But that closing dive, dude. Oh my god. Dude. I'm I was just about to say. Yeah. That dude, son, you want to talk about somebody who's like you're doing this watching mid eighties? Mm-hmm. Him. Yeah. Alhuja de Santo is Easily one of the 15 or 20 best wrestlers of all time, and he's probably mm. a top 10 worker of all time. My god. Um, and from what and I bet his dad was one of the greatest of all time, too. Right. I mean, obviously, he was a literal cultural icon in Mexico, but yeah, I'm only familiar um, with name only, so uh, yeah, this was fun. I'll tell you what, Santo is he is you see all these incredible, smooth, smooth, uh. High flyers, ricochet, all these guys. You see where they learn it from because, yeah, I'm telling you, dude. So, Phoenix you know, even too, and I, I'm not even very, but like, listen, El Hijo de Santo is the smoothest high flyer you will ever see in the way his accuracy on his dive room. Did you see yeah. how accurate he was on that dive? Oh, I was unbelievable. No, the the such I mean, room connected. With, yeah, like he literally looked like a missile. It's a nose dive, dude. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so dangerous, but. So, am I right in saying that at this point, this is 95, March 95, Santo and Pamphor are like the more established guys. Would that be right? Is that why they were less kind of – because they definitely thought they were yeah. taking a – they were taking yeah. like a – you know, Panther, a, Panther is a all-time great worker too. He's top 100 probably. Panther yeah. is a Matt magician. Not, yeah. and like, but in AAA, he's more or less like more of a character. Right. Um, I mean, you know, he's 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 excellent, but he's he's Panther is much more like you see him work the mats, like okay, mm-hmm. rules. Right. Um, man, now I'm now I'm wanting now I'm wanting to show you all this other stuff because you gave way more of a positive response than I thought. Um, I, bro, this is yeah. genuinely one of the things I've wanted to explore yeah. the longest. I'm um, in on this. Yeah, this, 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 this match was a lot of fun. Um, Barza, like I said, was incredible. Psychosis was nuts. Ray was spectacular. Anytime you come in, like, you remember Ray's like 19 or 20 years old here. There's some some conversation here about the Phoenix discussion. 
and we have a lot of fun about Ray Phoenix, and mm-hmm. I know you know it's a whole bit. And I think Ray Phoenix is amazing, but I've always, and you know this about me, I've always drawn the line at one point, which is, well, he's actually better than Ray. It's like Ray Mysterio. That is, it's like, well, hold on, let's not get. Mm, yeah, don't, 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 don't. I, <laughs> no brother, here here. I know it's boring. I know everyone's tired of me making this point. I don't care. I'm making it again. Last night on the USA Network, Ray Mysterio Jr. was the best worker in a very very fun television tag match. This was in March 1995. <laughs> like, he's incredible, dude. Right. Like, watching how his work has aged is unbelievable. Did you watch right. his match on Raw last night, Raze? He was, he was yeah. great in that match, oh, dude. Yeah, he, was absolutely, he was tremendous. He was he's incredible. 27 years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, He's yeah, magic, he's, man. He's one of the greatest wrestlers ever, seriously. You know, we're 47 years old, and he's out there. You know, so good, man. Stem cell knees and shit. Did you see the way he, like, when they did that cut off where he, like, fed Priest's right hand mm-hmm. on the apron? And he did this, yeah. like, the way he sold it was this big snap bump, like it knocked him right. out. Like, he's just – and that's because there's a level of brilliance to him. Like, upstairs, right. man, he's got – he just knows what he's doing. He's amazing in this match, by the way. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and to answer some of uh, Joe's criticisms in the chat, um, yeah, you know, the two out of three falls can be kind of it's, – it's, it's a big adjustment, right? Like if it's, yeah. if it's not – and he was talking more so uh, – This one, right? Yep, in there. And it's like it's true. Like it, it's tough. They don't tag. They just come right. in. Yeah. Two people come in in the ring. Um, like a lot of times – I don't know if it's just like the group – is trying to get the pin, but I can't remember specifically if it's like two two people have to get the pin or whatever. It I seemed like two, yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the case. But a lot of times they do it just for showmanship too, I think. Yeah. Um that's what I wondered if it was just like and, and as far as the choreography goes with, with his previous comments, yeah, like, I think there's I I think that's a fair point to make. I think I think it's probably certainly true to a degree, but at the same time they do it so well and the pace and the flow. It's yeah. so like fun and just entertaining. It doesn't really matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also difficult because the right. most modern guys in this match were like right so good at the style. Mm-hmm. That it's like you wouldn't notice it as much from fucking Ray right. and Psych, right? right. <laughs> See, sure, exactly. And, and, and he says, you know, is is it fair to say that that's choreographed just as much as somebody would criticize a modern match, right? Yeah. Um. Yes and no, but there's a certain there's a certain um, I don't know, like I, I don't see I don't see the similarities in this as it would be to say like like a young bucks or or whatever match. Like it's, it's there's 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 a there's a somewhat distinct difference, I think, just in terms of Yeah. Not necessarily in pacing, but it's just in terms of like it's like the setup sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But part of that, and I know you don't, this isn't the thing for you, and I get it, but mm-hmm. like, part of that is, as incredible as some of this stuff is, there is stuff guys do today that is like absurd. And I think mm-hmm. there's a very fair argument, well, don't do it if it can't look. But I, I look, I know it's cliche, but I do think that's kind of the evolution, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. There's stuff that like you see in a Bucks Lucha Bros match that, isn't humanly possible. So it's always going to look a certain, certain manufactured way. And again, you could argue, well, don't do it. But I think today's audience 
I think it makes sense to do it. You know, like I think today's audience is different in that way. But right. I don't know. That's a whole right. philosophical thing. I, I don't know. I think it's just kind of it evolves, right? It changes mm-hmm. over time. Right. But it's interesting. It certainly um, is interesting. Now I'm intrigued to see what you would because like that Matt stuff was wild on the title match. Yeah. Man, I gotta find I gotta find like a um I gotta find like a missions tag or something. Um Negro Navarro match or something. Cause that dude mm-hmm. you won't talk about a wizard on the mat, brother. I'm all in, bro. Stay. You will not know what you've seen. Couple, <laughs> You'll be like, what the hell was that? Couple fun ones here. Where is Randy all time nowadays given his longevity with that style? It's inhumane. How is he? Where do we think? Where are we projecting him for greatest wrestler ever in a few years here, Oracle? What do we think? You should hit. I, it's tough. I mean, he's going to be in my top 10, probably. Yeah. Bottom uh, end of the top 10, right? I would hope he makes the overall top 10. I, he'll certainly be the top 25, I think. Um, top 10, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of wrestlers. Yeah. But he'll, he'll be in my top 10, most likely. Is he. The greatest US TV wrestler ever, probably so. Because just the years of quality TV oh, yeah. wrestling, oh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, he's just yeah. Who's like second team? Do you think in that regard? Like, how many years has he got a good TV match? <laughs> like, it's insane, good right? Must look. Flair's still up there, but he's not yeah. like yeah. he's probably top ten still. Uh, maybe even top five still, so. but probably not one. You know, he's probably not two. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's something. Here's something. Um, back to change subject. So, uh, people are curious. Some of the luchadors that <laughs> Benny, yeah, um, but uh, so, some of the some of the luchador pop. Um, Alice, is that you? Uh, <laughs> some of the some of the luchadors that people would consider um, all time greats in the ring are. Uh, Satanico. These are just names you can look up whenever you feel like it. Um, mm-hmm. El de Santo. Uh, Negro Cautious, who we will cover eventually. He is absolutely, he's incredible. He has yeah. a he has a level of charisma that's very universal. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen a Cautious match, but I think so. He's special. Um, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, easily. Um. El Dandy, um, Bret Hart jokes aside, that, that dude is legitimately mm-hmm. outstanding. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think some more. Those are the ones that always come immediately to me. Um, see this, like, Oracle? Look at this. Mention Navarro. He was, he's still working now doing Lucha Meme Show. He worked Gresham last year. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot he worked Gresh last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that rules again. He's you know maybe not a great match, but still awesome for just the novelty of it, oh, right? He worked the mat, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I bet I, I I don't know I I, I kind of want to see that match now. I forgot they had I forgot they had a. Yeah, we should maybe do something. Like that. But yeah, um. So. Joe, your final thoughts. Well, uh, ranking first. Let's 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 do that real quick. Rank 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 your matches here. 
actually in the order we watched. Okay. The bloodbath will certainly stick with me most. Mm-hmm. The title match popped me in terms of the degree, the level of technical excellence, even if it took some adjusting to in some of the stylistic choices, but I ultimately enjoyed it. The third match was great, but it was the one that I enjoyed the least or stick with me the least because it was the most familiar in a weird way, you know, mm-hmm. and um, like those adjustments are a lot less fun when it's, when it feels like it's getting in the way of saying that I'm, I'm like used to, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. I could, when it's when I'm watching two guys I know nothing about, I can accept the, right. the adjustments a lot easier than when I'm watching Ray Jr. and Psych in the mid nineties, which is not, you know, that's kind of familiar to me. So I enjoy that one the least. I'm most intrigued stylistically by the title match. Because mm-hmm. I think you could tell with what I talked about. I'll be totally real, and you know, maybe I, sh- I maybe it exposes my lack of knowledge of that time. But I couldn't believe some of the stuff they were doing for 1984. Yeah, um, and especially because as I mentioned to you, the crowd wasn't exactly rocking and rolling. So I guess that was just the norm. I don't know. Right. <laughs> but they're doing sequences and stuff that are on TV now, which is nuts. Because like, there's stuff they did in that match that legitimately doesn't make it to US oh, TV. Yeah, like, when like Satanic so pops out, like. Like rolling head scissors, yeah. or like scissors out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like that's like over a decade away from making it to US TV. Dude. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, so that match intrigued me the most, but the bloodbath is that like, tells you where this stuff came from. Came from Mexico, right? And that's what and someone, you know, someone, whether it was you know uh, Ray who came to TV or or, yeah. or even Jericho laughed, but you know he worked in Mexico for two years. But that's where something like that, you know, Eddie, the you homogenized style. You, you, you know, you see what they bring. That's where I kind of think, like, it was inevitable, right? That was what was mm-hmm. going to happen. It was inevitable. Like, guys, inevitably, look, I mean, look, we're doing a podcast now about, about these right. matches. Exactly. Like, right. Exactly. It was going to happen. Mm-hmm. What I think is really interesting, it will be a good green topic one day. Quietly, if you look around the scene, there is a return of specialists wrestling. And it's because we have gone so far with everyone doing every style. That Jonathan is like, nah, brother, I ain't doing yeah. that. Or a guy <laughs> like, he's probably, he, we're six months in, John Moxley's like the leading candidate for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And that dude, he's kind of like just a brawler, really. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he does some shoot fights, but yeah. let's be real. He's a bleeder. Yeah. He goes out there and fucking beats Phil up. Yeah. That's happening, man. Because mm-hmm. what you pointed out to me years ago in the DMs, which I hadn't even thought about, it's like, People are kind of subconsciously going the other way and being like, Gresham, you mentioned, Gresham's nothing if he's not defined by a skill set, right? He's this right. wrestler. Something to be said for that, which I think is an interesting conversation, I don't know. Right. It's interesting to me. Um, but I had a great time. I had a great cool. time. I really did. I'm glad. Um, we will do a classic Lucha Part 2 at some point. Um. Maybe maybe we'll dive into uh I don't know, maybe maybe we'll do a shoot style or something next. I don't know. Um I would like that. Yeah. So we'll, that's maybe, stuff that really intrigues me. Yeah, we'll we'll maybe maybe we'll do battle arts, which is honestly I've seen some of that. I've seen you know several of those matches, but I haven't seen a ton, but I like a lot of it what I've seen. Yeah. Um you know, maybe maybe I, I don't know when the next show will be. Um right. You know, we've got a million shows now, so you know, yeah, I think um, one of the big things for me is like, and especially with the dark green long going away, it's like I think one of the things you're going to notice around here is that 
if you actually look at our schedule, whatever that means, <laughs> there's a lot of free nights where I do the bird and then we just kind of freelance, right? Mm-hmm. And my idea is that we just have like this kind of catalog of shows that we can do at any given week. Right. So, you know, you may see a historical oracle one Tuesday night. You may see the mm-hmm. next Tuesday we do like a fucking Great American Bash watch along, whatever it may be. Right. Because I think that's more fun for the audience and honestly for us than us having like a really rigid schedule. So Speaking it'll pop that, back Joe, up. What are you doing Thursday evening? I think we're going to do the historical oracle. <laughs> oh, is that right? Do. Yes, I think so. June 1996? Yes. Monday Night Wars have returned. I believe I'll be fresh back from the cinema, brother. Oh, yeah. Don't ask me any Um, questions. Do not spoil me, Joe. Um, I've heard great things about Christian Bale as the heel. I'm very excited. Um, There's a violent storm going on outside here in Knoxville. Um, I blame Kane. Um, Yeah. Too. But, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we will be here. Uh, I will be here for uh, thanks, bud. Uh, Cut rules. But uh, I'll be here Thursday for for June '96. I just finished July '96 on Sunday. Notes have been made for that. Tremendous. Um, once I finish August '96, I will finish an entire year. How about that? Complex, six is a monster though brother yeah it's a monster um that that that, that might take me about two weeks to get through maybe just to get through road wild right oh, take a couple weeks. i actually no joke kind of enjoy that show hog wild 96 <laughs> i think it's a fun show the other three shows uh, after that like 97 98 99 are terrible from what I unbelievably bad <laughs> Like, because the rest the of the story at once, the first was like, there's a novelty good. factor to the first one. I actually think there's some really good matches on the inner card, yeah. But of course, the main event is dreadful. But of course, booty man out with a cake, yeah. That's that angle. Oh my god, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not, I haven't even started August yet, but I, I've seen that show before. And um, I see there's two ECW, there's, there's two ECW super shows, one at the beginning, one at the end of the month. There's a Clash of the Champions, there's mm-hmm. Hog Wild, and there's SummerSlam. Not to mention four, you know, four weeks of TV. So yeah. it's a big month. Well, that's Thursday, folks. Um tomorrow is Wednesday, correct? Yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> the boat will be on at 10 a.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. here in Great Britain. Um, I'm gonna talk about Great American Bash on that show because i'm going to watch that at some point not live because we're already underway but you know you get what you get um well, that's on tonight isn't it yeah it's a pretty nice card oh yeah i'll, I'll probably have to watch that later i forgot that song creed brothers against roddy and uh kemp it could be good mm-hmm. it could be good um so that's tomorrow i may go live kind of on a whim after dynamite if it's good i may not i don't know thursday as you just heard from the man himself Historical Oracle after again the Burt. Um, and we'll kind of figure out as we go because I, you know, we need to piece some stuff together. But you can always know the Grim will be on after Rampage for better or worse. You know, I should be there on time. I'm going to see Thor on Friday night after work. Well, should we just review it the whole time? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. Um, but, but, uh, yeah, I, I should. Uh, by the time I, I probably won't. I 
probably won't catch Rampage, but I'll I'll probably be on the grand yeah. just in time or maybe a few minutes after. I don't know. I'll be there. Yeah. I don't know if I'll do all four hours. That's tough for me, folks. I'm like I'll say right now in front of everybody. The summers it's hot. I I've learned that that shit makes you very tired when you work in the heat all day. Yeah, the heat makes you tired even when you're not doing anything, brother. It's yeah. brutal. And uh it's like you know, I've been 100 and 105 again. Heat index here. It's just awful. Well, you do a lot of these shows. Don't worry about it. You know. uh, that's fine. I always okay. feel bad for leaving. I've not been consistently on the grin as of late. It's tough for me. These late yeah. Friday nights, which shoot, I'm sure, is just thrilled with. Are just, they're oh, it's really devastating. Yeah. We had like, it, dude. Rampage when the like fall, honestly, when the fall comes in the winter, I think I'll be able to handle a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But, like, well, you know what's happening? You know, October, we got to do it again, right? You know that. What's the that? Big one. We got in October. We got to do the because October last year we did that month of draft shows. Oh my god! Happen, we do it again. God, it has to happen. I think that's the yeah. yearly thing, right? Yeah. Do you remember that we had like the superior oh, female god. wrestler draft and oh god, we tag teams. You picked Mikey Whipwreck and um, Crowbar. <laughs> oh jeez. Um, this is one of the things I love wrestling most. Good brother Will in the chat. So he just watched the Ray Eddie match from Havoc for the first time. Every wrestling fan, no matter how much they watch, and I know from talking to Will that he watches a lot of wrestling, they have iconic matches they've never got around to watching, right? Like, this is a real thing. for everyone's, everyone's, Oh, I still have matches I haven't seen. Tons. Yeah. It amazes me, dude. Like, genuinely. So I hope you enjoyed it. It's a beautiful match. I think you may be the, the height of, like, you know what we were talking about earlier? The line between innovation but still looking physical and awesome. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect spot. We're, we're right. married in the middle. I think the match is gorgeous. Right. Um, I'll be in kind of violent, and Eddie's an animal in that match. But, uh, yeah, WCW, everybody. Well, no, close them, right? Let's just talk about WCW. <laughs> and on Thursday, we'll be talking about it again. <laughs> exactly right. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, I certainly did. If you have ideas for... You know, time frames or weird, quirky things that you think Oracle and I would enjoy. We're down, right? You and I, we we, we can kind of do these yeah. weird, like, um, off-kilter deals. Also, Green Group this month is Bret Hart, which the more I thought about it, we're probably going to do that on SummerSlam week. And he kind of is SummerSlam to me. That dude's like one of the great SummerSlam performers. So mm-hmm. um, maybe that's what we should do. Hmm. That'd be interesting, right? If we just did like, because everyone's talked about all the Brit matches, maybe we should just do SummerSlam. Hmm, I have to explain. Oh, this. that means Alex will have to watch '92, and he's refused to watch it. Oh fuck yeah! Well, had to pay him a little bit more, brother. Before <laughs> <laughs> we have to take less of the cut. I don't know. I, I'm gonna explore this a little bit. I'm intrigued, you know. I'm intrigued. Hold on, let me think about this. Perfect '91, Bulldog '92, Lawler '93, which is fun, by the way. Lawler Donk '93. But you would do... Um, oh, and 94. What about the tag with the Brain Busters? You do that, right? Isn't that Slum Slam? Isn't yeah, it? that's also yeah. Slam. There's also uh, the incredible title change in SummerSlam 97, which is like... Yes. The, the finish has the craziest... It's like the biggest heat you will ever... Like, the f- yeah. Summer and Fall 97 had like legitimate... like. Le- I legitimately thought the Meadowlands was going to have a riot when Brett... It's unbelievable, yeah. You know like, the reaction? How mad they were? 
Because like, Rashawn hits Taker by accident with a chair, and they're just so mad that Brett it's, won. It's unbelievable. And like, this is a great example. USA Canada feud. They were furious. I Brett Austin Survivor Series is such a great match, but like all oh, that matches. I, I also people who who may still think that's better than Mania, but it's to me it's like Godfather one and two, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're different enough that you can just say they're both perfect. Right. You know? Because they are very different. Right. Very Because the rivalry is at a very different point by WrestleMania, you know? Um, those matches are so great. I just – the only reason I think it would be interesting to do the SummerSlam thing is because Brett's greatest work is so discussed online, dude. Like, everyone pays tribute to it. Like, it's, it's you know, there's a whole lot. But we'll talk – we'll think about it. I don't know. All right. We could Go. watch, like, his three-star Waylon Mercy match. Well – let's <laughs> get that creative i appreciate it um people hope you've liked this uh i'll see you all tomorrow 10 a.m eastern for the burt if you want to get an nxt review in if you would like to become a patron for more content like this the aforementioned burt the late night green every friday night that goes to three to four hours um late night grin.com you sign up for just one dollar it gets you everything there are no tears just grins which is the thing I actually came up with, which was very good. It should be on a shirt. isn't. Um, there's a new intro for this week's Late Night Grin, I'm told, which is very exciting. Mm. Um, also, if you have a question that you don't trust me to remember in the DMs, you can now email it to grinacircle at gmail.com. We'll get to it at some point. If you ever want to know what Oracle's faults were on a wrestler that none of us have heard of, you could email it, and I'll wait for an Oracle's on. I'll be like, Oracle, here's a question from, you know, it'll be the whole thing. Anyway. Things to ponder. We appreciate you guys. Keep grinning. Enjoy this outro. Wow. Well.